Hello and welcome, uh, one and all, to the Daily Booktopian uh, for Monday, April 27th. I'm Nick Wasiliev, the social media specialist for Booktopia, and I am joined uh, by our non-fiction category manager, Joel Naum. Jo- Hello, Joel. Hi, Nick. And uh, moving from the hosting role to the guest role, I'm joined by Booktopia's brand and content manager, uh, Mark Harding. Mark, how are you? I'm very good. It feels so weird to be on this side of the desk. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the same desk you've been sitting at for four weeks nonstop? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's a... Uh, it's, I feel I feel considering I made a mistake pronouncing your accidentally calling myself you the first time I did this hosting. I'm now just feeling completely and utterly on edge as to <laughs> making sure that I don't disrupt anything in the hosting chair while you're here on live on the air with me. Um, I, I'm just pleased that you pronounced my name right. No one ever does that. I think if you're going to stuff something up, I would have thought it would be that. <laughs> it's very good. Look, well, look, it's, something will go wrong. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll, that's the nature of podcasts. But for all those who are not familiar with The Daily Booktopian, The Daily Booktopian is our podcast uh, about recommending books in the time of isolation and social distancing. And we'll dive straight in to talk about which books you guys are reading. And we'll start with you, Joel. What, what is the book that is currently grabbing your attention this week? So I'm reading a couple of different things, but the thing I wanted to talk about um, is – Nick Cave's new book. So it's he, Nick Cave is a bit of a weird um, creative genius who does all sorts of different things. Um, and the, his newest book is a sort of, it's described in the blurb as a journey in images and words, which is a bit wanky sounding. And it's possible that people will think it's a bit of a wanky book, but it is wonderful. And if you've ever liked Nick Cave, a, in anything you will love it it's uh, i've got it right in front of me so you can probably hear it with the spine cracking as i open it um it's yeah hold, it's hold quite, it up so everyone can see it i'll now. just hold it up beautifully so you, <laughs> it smell. it actually smells really nice so but um unfortunately you can't communicate that very easily through the medium of podcast um one day <laughs> uh but it's beautiful it's it's quite a big book like a4 sized and it's full of photos and images of um, his notebooks that he used to create um, albums, the movie that he made, the novel he wrote. Um, and it's just um, fascinating. You know, it's the kind of thing that you leave on the, um, you know, a- around so that people can just pick it up and page through it and find different bits and pieces rather than necessarily read it cover to cover. And there are sections in it where he then muses on creativity and it's just really interesting. It, even if you don't really know Nick Cave very well, it's quite fascinating because you get a sort of insight into the his creative process, just someone that's been making things for a long time. And he keeps journals really um, intense, like journals with lots of scrapbooking type things in it, bits and pieces that, that are, you know, and he's kept them for a long time. So he's got stuff in here from, you know, from when he was a kid and it's just really interesting. It's a, it's a great thing to, to, to give someone if they're a fan of Nick Cave, honestly. Um, <laughs> I gave it to my brother for his birthday. He's a huge Nick Cave fan, but I've also got a copy for myself. So yeah, it's wonderful. Are you either of you guys Nick Cave fans? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I've never been hugely into him. Uh, not to say that I don't like him, but, you know, I, I've liked the odd song 
of his through the years, and but I've always paid attention to what he does because he always seems like such an interesting guy. And the way you've described the book, he is somebody whose creative process I would be really interested in in learning about because he does so mm. much and he seems to um, be so prolific and amazing at what he does. So even if it doesn't always speak to me personally, uh, it does sound like an interesting an interesting read. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, rock stars, I always find hearing the stories of, of rock stars' creative processes to be really interesting. And, I mean, he's uh, he's such a – I mean, he's been in the industry for so long, but he's such a – a bit almost kind of an enigma in how he creates and crafts his music and the amount of detail and effort that he goes into it. Um, I mean, you, you, I've kind of – I do quite like hearing about uh, musicians' stories and the, and the rock and roll lifestyle they lead, such as – um, you know, I recently read Robert Plant's biography um, oh, yeah. about his time in Led Zeppelin, which was really fascinating because, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Led Zeppelin. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all that that Nick Cave would be so engrossed and almost be, I guess, in a way with his with his own autobiography, really kind of take creative control of it and be. Yeah, this is such a, a different type of book to what I'm used to. From, but I mean, I'm I'm never particularly surprised by the weird stuff that Nick Cave does. I don't I don't uniformly love everything he does because it, because it, the, what he produces is so diverse. Um, you know, he's got a couple of novels now. I think it was, it was just the one. I can't remember. Um, and yeah, the music. It's just really it's a very interesting and um, and just a beautiful object which. It's nice these days to have beautiful objects in your home. And my home, if it's like anyone else's, it's just full of trash. <laughs> <laughs> trash that brings joy, right? <laughs> um, one man's trash right. is another man's treasure. No, this is no one's treasure. It's just <laughs> maybe it's the treasure of a four-year-old boy who likes to bring uh, rocks and pine cones and sticks and pretend that they're gifts for people. The last time, the last time I got a lift in Joel's car, he had to remove a trash bag from the front seat. So it's the car. As well as the <laughs> it's true. I do keep a trash bag in the front seat. <laughs> All the days when we used to share lifts somewhere. <laughs> uh, and on and on that note, uh, Mark, what are you reading this week? <laughs> Um, so I got a couple of things. Uh, very quickly, I, um, I'm reading graphic novels at the moment. I'm finding that they're bringing me a lot of happiness uh, during this time of isolation. And one that I'm really getting into that I love is one called Fables. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this one. Oh, but yeah, I, I've read Fables. I, I love it. The, the idea is that um, the kind of fairy tale lands where, you know, Prince Charming and Snow White and all these people exist has been invaded uh, by, by somebody they're referring to as the adversary. And so all of these fairy tale characters have had to move to New York, where they live in this like little community uh, in the heart of Manhattan. Uh, and it's all about them trying to uh, keep themselves alive and establish themselves in, in this place and kind of run their, their society in isolation while they're also kind of warring with uh, Fableland and, uh, and the adversary. And there's all sorts of kinds of twists and turns and reveals. And it's it's a lot of fun. They do a lot of really fun stuff with the characters. The writers delve really deeply into fairy tales, so there's a lot of quite deep cuts in, <laughs> into you know uh, the characters that they that they include and stuff. So so that's that's something that I've been enjoying. But the one I wanted to really talk about uh, is um, John Scalzi. 
who is very famous as the author of Old Man's War, <clears throat> has a new series out. Um, and book three is on the way. But the, uh, the series is called The Interdependency. And uh, the first book is called The Collapsing Empire. Second book is The Consuming Fire. And the third book that's on the way is called The Last Emperor. Uh, and it's got a really great concept at the heart of it. So the idea is that there's this massive um, galactic empire that spans thousands of worlds. And um, all of the worlds are connected with something called the flow. So if you get in your starship and you jump into a flow stream, it takes you faster than light to another star system. And all of these powerful families control different worlds and everything, and, and that's kind of where you start at the beginning of the, of the series. There's a scientist in the series who realizes that these flow channels are going to start collapsing in the next little while, uh, and they do. And so it's all about the worlds that are going to be cut off and isolated and all about the worlds that are going to become powerful as the balance of power shifts in this, in this huge empire. Uh, and so it's kind of a, a Game of Thrones uh, in space kind of vibe to it in that it is about these massive powerful families warring for control in this time of, of crisis and it's really really intense really exciting and I cannot wait to get my hands on the third book uh, but um, Joel have you read any Scalzi before? Yeah I read uh, the Old Man's War books and I read, read I've read a bunch of his books Red Shirts and some of uh, what was the one that's more set contemporary about the disease that oh, cut um, people off? Lock-in, lock yeah, that was really good. Um, but I haven't read one of his like sci-fi epics since Old Man's War, which was wonderful, but um, I read it a long time ago. So this sounds fascinating. It's a really, it's a big idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a huge idea and it's like the best science fiction. It's very allegorical to the, the time that we're living in at the moment. And uh and yeah, there's some of it is almost too allegorical and, and almost skates towards being a little bit on the nose, but he always pulls it back. He's so good at what he does. Uh, so I just I just love everything that he writes, basically. Yeah, he's a great writer, wonderful writer. Awesome. I mean, it sounds like a very intense uh, world building series, which I think is really cool. Um, so here on the Daily Bitopian, we also like to talk about. Uh, the things that are bringing us joy uh, during this kind of this period of, of social distancing and social iso social isolation. Um, and Mark, I believe on the lines of Nick Cave, you're kind of doing uh, something very, very, very aligned with that into when it comes to using ways to kind of bring yourself joy. Nice segue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh so, uh, I've I've obviously hosted a bunch of these podcasts, and I'm surprised that nobody, to to my knowledge, to this point, has mentioned music as something that's bringing them joy in isolation. Because that's been a really big thing for me over the past few weeks. Uh, I've been kind of digging through my music collection and really enjoying listening to albums again, uh, rather than just you know shuffles on Spotify or whatever. Like an actual album, beginning to end. And I think that the album is possibly an art form that we could lose due to due to digital streaming at some point in the future. Um, and I've been listening to uh, an album recently, which is kind of a classic album that has a beginning, middle and end that I'm really, really loving, uh, which is uh, an album called It Is What It Is by Thundercat. 
so for anybody who's not familiar with Thundercat, he is a bassist uh, who is probably most famous for his contributions to other people's records. So he's worked with people like um, Kendrick Lamar and Childish Gambino and Flying Lotus. Um, and but he also he's also a singer and songwriter and releases his own his own music. And he had an album out a couple of years ago called Drunk, which is absolutely one of my favorite albums of all time. Absolutely adored it. So I went into to this uh, to listening to It Is What It Is with very high expectations, and I'm very pleased to say that they were met. Um, this is a really really interesting album, and uh, I don't know Joel if you know if you've ever listened to Thundercat, but I feel like with the Venn diagram of my musical taste and your musical taste, there's a certain amount of overlap. And I feel like he may kind of fall into that, like, overlap territories. Um, well, that's very promising. I've, I have never listened to him, but I have heard of him. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to check it out. And He's I'm in the, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same. Uh, I think we talked about it just before the podcast that uh, we're starting. I have been listening to a, a lot of albums lately, too, partially because it seems like all of my friends are doing this album cover reveal thing on Facebook. Yeah. Um, because all of my friends are old and still on Facebook. <laughs> uh, that, you know, picking, uh, is it the top? You're doing it now, aren't you, Mark? Yeah, so the idea is you pick the 10 albums that had the biggest impact on your musical taste. So it's not exactly your favourite albums of all time, but it's kind of the ones that kind of put you on the direction of having kind of the taste that you have now. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's really interesting. I haven't done it myself. I'm still. I'm, I feel like everyone's already picked my choices, so I don't need to necessarily do it. But um, ever. But it's been fascinating seeing everyone sort of everyone's personalities play out in albums, and it's given me quite a few recommendations as well because I keep going and going. Oh, I remember hearing about that, but I never actually listened to it the whole way through, and so I put it yeah. on the background while I'm working and. And because, yeah, because I'm working with people around all the, without people around anymore, I can listen to music a little bit more freely. Um, I think maybe that's part of it. But I'm I'm listening to not from a, an, an older album, but a new album. I never really listened to much to Fiona Apple um, as a when her older albums were out. I have heard them, but I haven't been a huge, huge fan. But her new album dropped, and everyone seems to be talking about it. So I thought I'd have a listen, and I love it. It's really good. Um, it's uh, sort of angry and um, lyrical, uh, and just really listenable. I I, I don't know. Um, have you listened to much Fiona Apple, either of you? <laughs> I, I haven't personally, um, but again, I'm kind of kind of with Nick Cave, uh, the same kind of thing. I'm familiar with her and I'm familiar with her career. And, you know, obviously I've, I've heard things of hers before, but I've never actually sat down and kind of listened to an album. Yeah, it's it's getting sort of ludicrous reviews, to be honest. It's called Fetch the Bolt Cutters, I should say. It, it The reviews are sort of really, really high to a degree that are probably going to raise people's expectations beyond what can be delivered, I think. But um, <laughs> by anybody but it is really good and it's it's worth um it's definitely worth a listen if you um are curious or about her at all i think i think it's a good way to have a listen to the type of music she produces and it's just really interesting she's produced the whole thing it it feels very COVID 19 even though it took her eight years to record but she's recorded the whole thing in her home so there's a lot of like um incidental sounds you can hear 
um, dogs barking in the background and some of the tracks and stuff like that, that she's kept in intentionally. And it feels, so it feels very of, of this moment in time. And I think maybe that's contributing to why people are attaching to it. It's really interesting. Oh, sounds great, though. Well, uh, I'll, uh, I'll go away tonight and listen to Fiona Apple and he can listen to Thundercat and we can report back on what we think. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if, we keep, if we're staying on the music front, for me, my the current record I'm, I've been hooked on is a, an, also a new release, which is um, Tame Impala's new record, Slow Rush, um, which I, I'm a big fan of kind of psychedelic music and the colourful nature of that. Um, and I was actually supposed to, before COVID hit, uh, uh, Kevin Parker was supposed to do a performance here in Sydney on at the start of this, of the 20th of, of April, and I was going to go to it um, and f- before everything kind of, before everything went to hell. Um, but at the moment, I'm just kind of really loving all of the crazy colours and sounds and elements of it. Um, of the of that kind of psychedelic music it's amazing how much how enjoyable music how great music can take you to another place and the nature um, of the yeah. also wanted to say nick that um that is also an album that has an amazing cover uh, I, yeah. love, I love the album art for that with the um kind of sand coming into that that house it's yeah it's really it's a really cool image I just love that. I just there's a meme going around as like when you open the when you open the door on the coast for like five seconds and thirty tons of sand just casually come in through the door, filling up everything. There's a, there's a... I read a book. I read a book a couple of weeks ago um, called The Elementals by Michael McDowell. It's like an old, 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 old horror novel from the 70s mm. that I don't even know if it's in print anymore. But um, it, it's a great novel, and the haunted house at the core of that novel is like that it's it's on the coast it's up against all these sand dunes and the sand has started like piling into the house so as soon as, as, soon as i saw that cover i was like i have to listen to that album because i love that mm. book and i love that image <laughs> that's quite yeah. fascinating yeah it's a great album cover i've just looked it up i hadn't seen it yeah well it's a great it's a pretty good album as well lots of fun textual elements um really psychedelic if you if you're kind of into your psychedelic pop and the psychedelic rock it's a really good album mm. but yeah um kind of moving on there we like to finish our podcast by doing a, an aussie author shout out um and having considering we've just literally come from uh doing a podcast with her joel who is our author shout out uh, for this for this podcast so our author shout out is miranda tapsell who um is best known as an actor and as I said to her on the podcast that we just recorded, is my children's favourite uh, play school presenter as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's written this book, um, uh, it's a memoir, a memoir that covers most of her life, but also in particular covers the time that she spent um, writing, producing and acting in a film, Top End Wedding, which is a rom-com that she wrote with her writing partner. And um, it's, a be- it's a beautiful film too which you should um have have a look on look at and the 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 book is wonderful it sort of covers this time that she was producing this movie whilst at the same time falling in love getting engaged and getting married so uh, it's just a it's just a great great story uh and well told yeah it's a it was a huge amount of fun having a chat to her and hearing her kind of many perspectives on it and uh, that podcast will be coming later but yeah absolutely great book and we highly recommend you you check out her uh, miranda's new book um so it'll bring us uh, to the end of uh, this episode of the daily booktopian thank you very much joel and mark for for coming on thanks so much Nick. that was fun 
Yeah, and so for everyone uh, who is listening to this podcast, if you enjoyed it, go and check out a whole bunch of other new episodes of not just the Daily Booktopian, but our author chats, our author discussions. We have book discussions all there at your fingertips on our SoundCloud Booktopia Books podcast channel, um, which you can get on, as I say, SoundCloud and also iTunes. Um, And, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Daily Booktopian. Um, We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of it. Uh, So enjoy your reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au Alright, three, two, one. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Monday. Hang on. <laughs> so, <laughs> just forgot what the, da- what the day was. I was about to say. <laughs> Sorry, let's go. Let's go. Let's go with that again. Let's go with that again. I did it with such confidence, and then you just hit a brick wall. That was amazing. <laughs> All right, that one's going in. That's going in as well. God damn it! It's going to be a recurring issue that I have whenever I host. Okay, let's 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 try that again.